Well, good evening, and welcome to the Thinking Man podcast here at BVS Gospel Net. I want to thank Dr. Bruce Smith once again for sharing this opportunity with us to share with you. It is a privilege to be able to uh, share God's work with you. And just some thoughts from the Bible. Uh, last week, we was in Genesis chapter 1. And uh, I want to go to Genesis chapter 2. Last week, I'm just going to kind of do a quick summary of Genesis chapter 1. We actually was in Genesis chapter 1 uh, from the 26th through the 28th verse where we talked about God's blueprint for man and where God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. And then in the 28th verse, the scripture said, God blessed them and God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. And at the close of chapter 1, in the 31st verse, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. If you remember last week, we shared with you that when God was speaking, Man had not been physically made at this point. Man is not made out of dust yet. It's like architects talking about building a building and how they're going to wire it and the whole nine yards. So that's why we call last week's message God's blueprint. So when we're saying, well, what is God's will for our life? We know that he wants us, number one, in his likeness and in his image. We'll deal with that later. But for certainly, he says, I want to bless them. And then I want them to be fruitful. I want them to multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. And if you notice, this is not dominion and all these other things over another individual, but over the works that God had made. So today I want to pick up in Genesis chapter 2. And I want to start at verse 1. We're going to stop at verse 3. Thus the heaven and the earth was finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it, He had rested from all his work, which God created and made. I want to back up to verse 2 and 3, because that's where my thought is coming from. Now watch this. He says, God ended his work, which he had made. And look at this. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Let me do a sidebar like they do in court when you talk about the seventh day. I'm not advocating any day about the seventh day. You shouldn't work and all this kind of thing on the seventh day. No, it was just the completion of God's work. So I'm not promoting uh, anything that says you shouldn't be working on the seventh day. Okay, because uh, uh, I I believe we call the seventh day Saturday or Sunday, however you want to count it. All I know is on the seventh day when I get ready to go and eat, I'm glad the restaurants is open. I thank God on the seventh day that if I need to get on an airplane and fly somewhere, thank God that the airplanes is flying on the seventh day. So let's let's move that aside, okay? This is not my point. 
And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And then I love verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, set it aside, because that in it, I want you to remember, because that in it, he had rested from all of his work which God created and made. I'd like to share this thought with you. God wants to rest in our works. God wants to rest in our works. Now, I love language, and and if I if I had the liberty and the freedom, I would say in Genesis chapter two, uh, excuse me, in Genesis chapter three, that because God had rested in all of His work. In other words, he was satisfied with what he had created. And let me just share some brief uh, definitions with you right quick. Uh, when we talk about being fruitful in our language, it means to be productive. God wants his people productive. Multiply means to increase in number. Replenish means to fill or refill. Subdue means to control. Dominion means to have authority over so when God said all of this, long before he ever made man out of the dust, God put all these ingredients and men and women. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But I just want to think, I just want to just share this. God wants to rest in our works. And look what it says. And God blessed it and set it apart. Now, when we say rest, in our English, if we look it up in the dictionary, it says to cease work or movement in order to relax or to refresh oneself, to recover strength or to pause. But there's another word that I like. It's called repose. And it means stillness. It means peace and quietness. It means composure, breathing space. And when we're talking about the word art, it's harmonious arrangement of color and forms providing a restful visual effect. So God wants to rest in what he has ordained us to do. That was a great writer that I like his writing and I, I searched so hard to find it. And he says this, Wherever God can rest in, God sanctifies and God makes that holy. Remember when Moses approached God by going to look at the burning bush, the first thing the Lord said unto Moses was take off your shoes. For the place that you are on now is holy ground. Now, the mountain was there all the time. The only thing that made the mountain holy was the fact that God came in and God's presence rested on the mountain. So I just want to simply say that that's God's plan for us. That long before uh, man ate of the forbidden fruit, that really our work shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be tiring. That was never God's plan for us. Because I want you to remember, as Isaiah said, God is God fainted not, neither is he weary. So we're not talking about that type of rest. We're talking about a rest like here at BBS Gospel Net. We're believing that the presence of God 
is in this station that when you listen, we pray peace multiplied unto you in the name of Jesus. Now, I've been praying all week. I said, Lord, give me something to say to all our government workers who uh, right now, uh, 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 you know the situation that's going on in our country, our soldiers abroad around the world. We said, Lord, give them peace. Lord, rest into that situation. And I want you to know today that God is mindful of what you're doing. God is mindful of your dedication. And I believe it was a young president that says, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I know a lot of us love America. America's not perfect. This nation is not no different from any other nation that has been in the Bible. There is no place on this earth that has not been built that wasn't built on the back of the misfortunate or slaves. And so we're not promoting that. We're just simply saying, thank God for you showing up. Thank God for you going. I, you know, I don't have a flight to take this evening, but I thank God that I can go to bed knowing that you are showing up for your job to do what you do, not just because it's a job, but because that's your calling. We need you right now. We want to say to our soldiers across the sea, we're praying for you. Thank God for you. We, 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 we praise God for you and we pray for your safety. And we know the realization of combat. I'm a former former military person. I never saw combat. But I sit with a man that probably had. And so we're praying for you. We're praying for our president. We're praying for our nation. And I believe when we have that attitude and when we have that spirit, God can rest in our situation. So I want to send a word of encouragement to you. Now, when God said this, God was speaking in eternity. Time had not yet existed. So we're talking about an eternal God who has an eternal word to people that deal with time. Everything that we do is dealing in time. Let me, let me read something to you that Andre Murray wrote from The Blood of the Cross. And it's concerning eternal things. Listen. He said, everything that exists in time has a beginning and is subject to the law of increase and decrease, of becoming and decaying. But what is eternal has no beginning and no, no change or weakening. You know why? Because it has in itself a life that is independent of time. Let me say that again. Because everything that exists in time has a beginning and is subject to the law of increase and decrease and becoming and decaying. But what is eternal has no beginning, no, no change or weakening. Why? Because it has in itself a life that is independent of time. That which is eternal has no past which has disappeared and is lost. There is no future not yet possessed. It is always a glorious and endless presence. It is the power of an endless life that is working in us. So when God speaks a word in our life, remember that word is from eternity. It has no expiration date. Now we are limited to time. 
we measure time you know and, and so for, for those of us that come to church and start looking at our watches you want us to be able to give you a word from eternity in 20 minutes or less if we can but I hope and pray that God allows me to share this with you in the fact that God wants to rest in our work. That's why we said we glorify God. And so let me say it again as the writer wrote, wherever God can rest in, God will sanctify, set that apart, and God will make that holy. Bishop T.D. Jakes in his book, he motioned, he writes, you got to find joy in your labor. And expect a good harvest. Whatever you do, the Bible says, do as unto the Lord. So we want to encourage you today. You that are showing up. You, you government workers that are showing up every day. I hope and pray that what you do is not just a job. Let me tell you what Rabbi Daniel Lapin said from Business Secrets of the Bible. To think of your occupation as work, as only making a living, it's making a suggestion that you are only interested in what you can get out of the world. Let me say it again. From Business Secrets of the Bible, Rabbi Daniel Lapin said, to think of your occupation and work as only, I'm just doing this to make a living, suggests that you are only interested in what you can get out of work. Now that, that, that makes sense. But what he's saying is in his, in his great book, The Business Secrets of the Bible, he said, whenever we go to work, remember this. We're in business. If I'm driving the city bus, I work for the city transit. I'm doing business. I'm doing an exchange. My job or my occupation is to take care of city transit customers. And when I do that, I'm doing business. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I just wanted to take a few minutes. I've been praying for our nation like everybody else. You know, and I'm praying for our president. From the book of Daniel, when uh, Daniel and the Hebrew boys were taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar, they were held as slaves. And in the book of Daniel, Daniel said, I'm going to pray for the king. God said, pray for the city and wherein I have caused you to become captive. Let me see, can I find that right quick in the book of Daniel? I want to read this to you. I want to share this with you right quick. Because the people of God are called to live a separate and peaceful life. Listen, we're not to view like everybody else. We're not here to curse the president. Uh, I'm not into politics. Don't want to get into that. I just want to encourage the people of God. And I want to encourage you that has not made a decision to make Christ the Lord of your life yet. We want to give you the good news. This is what BBS Gospel Net is about. We're not here to condemn anybody. And and and, and it was, uh, no, I said the book of Daniel. It's Jeremiah where it says, I want you to pray for the peace of the city. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, said the Lord. Peace and not destruction. Jeremiah. What Jeremiah? Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I have for you. What chapter is that in, doctor? 
I know the have I know the thoughts that I have for you. Pray for the peace of the city. It was a letter to the captives. And God was telling them, uh, the thoughts that I have for you, where you are right now, uh, that wasn't what I was thinking. But because of your sin, because of your disobedience, and he's talking to Israel, but may I, may I just be honest, he's talking to all of us. And we're saying, God, why, why this, why that, and the other? And they became captives because they were disobedient to the will of God. But God sent them a letter. He said, I want you to pray for the city wherein I have called you to be captive. And so right now, even our nation, where we are right now, I, the word of God said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, God said, I, I shall hear from heaven and I will heal the land. Now, when he says, I'll heal the land, he didn't say, I'll heal the world. He talking about where you walk, where you work, where you do your place of business. And notice he says, it says, if my people, if the people that say they know me, if the people that said they, would lo they love me, if we who say we love God, if we who go to church every Sunday, if we who preach the word every week, if we, us, not talking about the world, us, if we who are called by God's name, and but we know what I like about it, he says, if my people, now you think about that, if my people, which are called by my name, I called you, I sanctified you. I brought you out when there was no way out. I am the Lord thy God. If my people, this people which are called by my name, would humble themselves. Wait a minute, God. You said you got some people that won't humble themselves? You know, I, I got to be honest about it. I need, I need to humble myself too. But God never disowned us. He said, it's my people which are called by my name. Would humble themselves and then turn from our wicked ways. Yes, sad to say, the people of God, we have some wicked ways. So we really don't have time for finger pointing. We really don't have time to be in other people's business. You know, there, there's some singers say, I got six months to mind my business, six months to leave yours alone. And if we, the people of God, would do simply what the Lord has asked us to do. We, we would understand when Paul said God had not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. And let me say it, and, and the word said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do so easily beset us. Beloved, let us, let us, let us lay aside every sin and the weight. Notice that the sin is connected to the weight. When we're weighed down by guilt and shame about things that we shouldn't be doing, we can't really hear from God like God desires to. And it's not always, thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not. No, 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 no. A relationship with God. It don't take 66 books to tell you that you're wrong. It don't take 66 books to tell you you're out the will of God. It don't take no 66 books to tell you. Here it is. <laughs> I should have known that. Just went in my notes. Jeremiah 
20, 29, and 11. For thus saith the Lord, in verse 10, after 70 years talking to the Jewish people at this time, in 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. What is your expected end? What do you want God to do? My subject is still God wants to rest in our works. Rabbi Laban said in this book, Business Secrets of the Bible, one of the best things a Christian can do is start a business, entrepreneurship, that will serve the people of God in the world and do business with great integrity. Joel Osteen would tell you, take the high road. Take the high road. Be honest. Be fair in our dealing with people. Jesus would make the statement, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And beloved, if we get ready to close this evening, when I, when, I, when I think of God wants to rest in our work, I think about the disciples when Jesus first came in their lives and, and uh, they were fishing. They were fishermen by trade. And that's what they did for a living. I mean, you could be skillful at something and, and, and hit a dry spot and it takes the Lord to bring you through that. But one, one night they were doing what they know to do. Caught nothing. That morning they got ready to come in. The Bible said they had docked their boats and they were cleaning their nets, ready to go home and, and uh, get a good day's sleep and come back and try it again later that night. But Jesus happened to come along. And the crowd was following him, wanting to hear what he had to say. And he told one of the disciples, I need to use your boat. They got in the boat and Jesus said, roll out into the deep. And Jesus stood there preaching. And I know they were tired. I know they were sitting there going, man, we haven't been out. I don't want to hear no preaching today. I'm ready to go home and go to bed. But watch this. Because they honored the word of God. When the Lord got through preaching, he said, I want you to cast your nets into the deep and get ready for a great catch. And Peter, being sarcastic, I can, I can just visualize him. Y'all give me the freedom to, to just kind of bear with me in my folly, as, as uh, Solomon said in one of his books. Now, I know he's sitting there thinking, now, I can just read his mind. Now, look, this is what we do for a living. We fish. I don't, I don't remember you fishing at all. I don't tell you, I know they said you're a healer. I don't tell you how to heal. I understand you're a carpenter. I don't tell you how to build benches. This is what I do. How are you going to tell me to do something I know how to do? And we get like that sometimes. But as I tell you what, I'm a human you. I'm going to put a net in the water. Long story short, those fish got in that net and almost sunk the business. The Lord honored their time. And when he finally did what the Lord said, they had to call for help. So much blessing was coming their way. I pray today that you understand what I try to say this evening, that God wants to rest in what you do. To all of our soldiers, we say rest to you in the name of Jesus. To all of our government employees, as you go to your jobs, and for those who, who took vacations, we understand. We're praying for you too. And we ask you to pray for us here at BBS Gospel Net. We'd love to hear from you. We hope and pray that what we're sharing with you will make a difference in your life. Keep us in prayer. This is BBS Gospel Net. 
under the great leadership and entrepreneurship of Dr. Bruce Smith and his lovely wife. Pray for us here at BBS Gospel Net. Until we meet again, God bless each and every one of you.